and welcome to a new mini-episode of Gen Zero's Talk Politics. This shorter, more off-the-cuff format allows you to hear our quick takes on breaking news. There have been a barrage of stories over the past week that have just highlighted a massive unholy alliance of um, enemies to American democracy and America itself. And this requires a bit of explanation. So the first story is about the declassification of a major report on election interference in the 2020 election. Essentially, it said both Russia and Iran interfered, China didn't. And the interference was more about disinformation campaigns through media and through threatening voters, not actual changing of votes or tampering of ballots or hacking election infrastructure. And so what it was highlighted was that the Russian campaign authorized by Putin, went through a lot of media organizations, um, U.S. officials, Trump's inner circle, and a lot of people went to Giuliani. You know, good old Rudy Giuliani with his Hunter Biden, Ukraine, Burisma, whatever the hell shtick. And everyone was like posting that New York Post story that went wild on Twitter about the laptop that, you know, Devin Nunez or Jim Jordan were talking about. And um, it's just another example of how like, the New York Post and uh, and that sect of the media is the boy who cried wolf. It, it, it destroys their credibility. It's clear that we have an authoritarian, McCarthyistic, fascist wing of American politics. The insurrection was a direct attack on democracy. It was a direct attack into getting what they want through violence, through anti-democratic means. These people are backed by foreign efforts to destabilize democracy. And it's because they want the Russians and Iranians want to get America off the playing field of international politics. I mean, Iran was sending threatening emails to voters in Michigan, you know, trying to spoof Proud Boys, you know, the alt-right group that would, that Trump called out during one of the debates. We are facing a threat from foreign actors. They're they're enabling the very people that try that tried to take down American democracy on the sixth, and we'll do it again. Not to mention that these nations, you know, Russia and Iran, these nations that have meddled in our elections, they thrive off, off of our political division. The more divided we are, the better their campaigns of misinformation work. Millions and millions of Americans are being fed false information by, by these Russian campaigns. So the question is, how do we stop this? We've spoken a lot about better cybersecurity and also ensuring that, you know, we stay with reputable sources that are well quoted and are, you know, done by reliable journalists. Quick shout out to People's Big News, which is uh, my co-host's news outlet. But the point is, you know, the best way that any one of us, anybody listening here can fight this disinformation campaign is to stick to reputable sources and not to, you know, go down a rabbit hole of uncertain sources. And it's also about social media and how we need to come to a consensus about how Twitter and Facebook should deal with having these QAnon conspiracy groups and, and these you know Russian bots spreading falsehoods on on news feeds. We need to actually hold these companies accountable and reform Section Two Thirty, and, and 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 actually get a Gen Z perspective. Actually, get you know us, the people who are going to be, are growing up with this. So we need to have a major play in this discussion. We need to we need to make sure democracy wins. We need to make sure that our country is secure from foreign interference. 
that starts with being informed ourselves. And Josh, I thank you for the shout out. I also would like to give light to uh, to New Spective, the new uh, major, one new hip new outlets just just got started and uh, stay the students with their organization of high school students, you know, of getting involved with their local politicians. They talk politicians all over this country, you know, about what they think. And if you want to have an inside scoop on American politics, I think that's the organization for you. And the second one was what happened with the shooting in Atlanta of many believed to be an, an violence against Asian Americans, one of the most high profile, more high profile incidents since the pandemic began and the uh, problem of white supremacy. And even beyond the shooting, we have, uh, you know, Republican Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson saying that the insurrectionists, the pro-Trump insurrectionists on January 6th that interrupted Congress, that tried to murder Congress people, that they love this country and that you feel actually more in danger with Black Lives Matter and Tifa, you know, storming the Capitol. You know, racism like that. And you get racism like Steven Crowder mocking Black farmers and Tucker Carlson going on nonsensical rants about immigration and, you know, how, you know, how population size is tied to, to the cleanliness and happiness of a country. And not to mention the disparaging of women in the military. I mean, these people are overtly sexist and racist. They, there's no denying that anymore. There's no denying there that anymore. There is no there's denying no, that. There's no... And, you know, these people, these media personalities like Stephen Crowder and Tucker Carlson, they are going against the tide that we should be going for, which is to deconstruct the white supremacy that has plagued our nation for so long. This was a hate crime against by Asian people. You know, we need to break down by that by tolerance, by acceptance, by understanding, by social progress and human decency. And the fact that Steven Crowder and Tucker Carlson are saying on national television to millions of Americans, really going against that tide, against deconstructing white supremacy, it's just, it's terrible. In the shooting, the police press conference said, oh, they asked him and it's not a hate crime. Okay. And then what's even worse is that the police report said the suspect was just having a bad day and he had some sex addiction. I'm sorry. I didn't think life would want to imitate art. I don't think our reality would want to copy the Joker. I don't think we want to live in a world where a supervillain is born from literally one bad day as it is in the, as in the Killing Joke comic, where the Joker is, is transformed into the Joker with literally one bad day. And you know the 2019 Joker movie, which I like, by the way, was not really meant to be taken literally. It was more like a warning, like Parasite. That was about how part of the Joker's mental breakdown in that movie was from, spoiler alert, the imagined romantic relationship throughout the movie. But well, who cares about whether he had a sex addiction or not? He committed a hate crime against Asian Americans. I don't even know why people care that he had a sex addiction. What does it matter? He committed a hate crime against Asian Americans. It's a form of white supremacy. Not to mention the history of Americans sexualizing certain groups of people, latent and you know, rampant misogyny. And, and Asian Americans, were, as, as a group, were once excluded from society throughout you know, the 1800s and the early 1900s with immigration restrictions, outright bans with the Chinese Exclusion Act. And then they became this sort of model minority. And now it's back to something more outwardly racist, outwardly, you know, overtly violent. And as I said, this is where this is one of our high profile incidents of Asian Americans being discriminated against in this country because of the pandemic. We have the authoritarians and fascists are, are really about stabilizing democracy. They're backed by foreign influencers. We have this with the white supremacists and the racists who are all anti-immigration, anti-progress, anti-equality, anti-liberty, anti-freedom, and who will do anything to 
pursue their perfect vision, holy, ordained by God, or ordained by money, or whatever. And the third group is the grifters and the enablers, the provocateurs that use profit of fuel, you know, this entire mess, these people for their own benefit. Donald Trump, Tucker Carlson, the Russians, they all feed into each other. A lot of these people, you know, they all share things in common, these, you know, traits. It's, it's, and yeah, that's why I think it's important that our generation, we learn from these hate crimes, we learn from all these terrible things that have occurred in our childhood and have occurred in our lives. Regardless of how people look from one another, regardless of their different cultures, regardless of their different customs or traditions, you know, we are all one nation. We are one people. We Gen Z must carry this example through us into adulthood, build a more equal America for every single person, including Asian Americans. You know, I, I don't speak for anyone, but I have to stand up and say this is disgusting. With the Black Lives Matter protests, Rihanna Taylor's death, George Floyd's death, we have to spend the rest of the 2020s making sure that we defeat the trinity of American evil, that make sure that we can actually make progress in protecting Black lives, protecting Asian Americans. We, we really have to, you know, outdo years, really centuries of systemic racism. That would, be, that would take more than a decade. But, you know, right. in this decade, there's more awareness about it. And I think there's going to be more action taken. Right. The tie is turning. Just like with economic issues, the tie is turning. That's, that's the one good thing about this. Our generation has the actual ability to take power and actually get, stuff, get reforms, get stuff done. We need small D democratic reforms, social media regulation, data privacy reform, and, and a culture that actually discourages racist dog whistles. That doesn't just throw people off the internet and cancel them, but teach people that it's not okay. Bring everyone to an actual coalition discourages racism, discourages misogyny. We have the ability to do all this and promote liberty and freedom through social, political, and economic trust. And no matter if you're liberal, conservative, socialist, you know, isolationist, communist, centrist, whatever, we have the ability to do this. We need to establish the kind of trust in each other that can actually enable us to do all this. And I, I am more hopeful for the future, despite everything we've talked about. You're right. I think this doesn't depend on what your political opinion is, this idea of human decency. And I know we don't live in a perfect world, in an ideal world where this is possible, but every single one of us, we can take steps as individuals to ensure that really America and really the rest of the world becomes a more equitable place for every single person. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on social media and join the ongoing conversation on our Discord server.